Hi, I'm Miranda. And I'm Stephanie. Welcome to Women Don't Do That. The podcast where we interview women who are change makers and risk takers and reflect on our meaningful conversations. Today is part two of my interview with Alita Steele. Alita is a wife, a mother, a fitness guru, an entrepreneur, and I'm excited to hear more from her. Last time we chatted a lot about her life story, and she's back to share her wisdom about life and fitness. So let's jump right in. One of the things I think would be helpful for people is, you know, we've talked about getting started, but another thing people struggle with, and you know that I struggle with this, is like once you're doing it, how to keep with it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, this is something I've had to work through so much. Okay. Do you ever get through, go through these moments where I always use this example, um, being mad at your husband. If you're mad at your husband about one thing, you, you, you kind of get to this phase where you start to look for all the things that they're doing wrong to make this really big stockpile of evidence and proof um, that justifies and validates why you're mad at them. <laughs> so this, go, this is the same as in this, in this fitness journey or, you know, getting started. I think we start out really, really excited. We go full bore and then we have people call it a fail or a slip up. I call it life. Um, And so when they, let's say, go out and have a burger and fries, they're like, oh my God, I failed. I had a burger and fries. And I'm like, really? So did I. Um, (laughs) But they will find, or me previously would look for all the other ways that I'm a failure. I also, you know, lost it on my kids today. I didn't keep the house clean. And, you know, my kids had breakfast for supper. So I will look for evidence and proof of all the different ways that I suck at life to try and justify why I can't do this. And I look for all the ways um, to minimize who I am. And and I just, it's like that negative self-talk where I I bury myself so deep that I almost create my own sadness and like, you suck, you're a failure. Um, I think it's really, really important for us to recognize at the end of the day, not the things that we didn't do and not the things that we failed at, but to actually create a list like I'm talking pen to paper of all the things that you did do that day and that you did well so maybe you didn't actually make it to the gym today but when you were at or or to your home gym but when you were at work and there were donuts in the office and and there was also a tray of veggies you chose the veggies you know I think it's really important for us to find the evidence and proof of all the things that we're doing right so that we continue to maintain that positive self-talk and continue to to build on momentum and not see little things as slip-ups, but part of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, some other things that I think have really helped me is certainly some of the things about the beach body model, which is having accountability. Like you have a Facebook group and one of the things you often yep. encourage us is to have partners. And, yep. you know, if I'm not tagging my partner and saying I worked out today, they're sending me a text message saying what's going on. And certainly for me, I need that. Now, not everybody does. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to scare people that if you find an accountability partner, they'll always be after you. No. Uh, you know, you kind of work out what works for you. But that's what I need. And, it's a massive component. Yeah. And it's finding out what works for you. I know for me, I cannot miss more than two days. It just, 
I can't do it. After that, I'm just like, oh, I'm out of it. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you're speaking to my heart, Stephanie. It's literally, if I go three days, I forget how good I feel with it. And so I have to remember. But like you said, the accountability thing, I never thought it was for me either, but I didn't realize um, that that's where I'm connecting with other people like you who are like me and we share this, these commonalities and we, we can be open and have open and honest discussion, not a dumping ground necessarily. Like I always say, don't come in and just vent about how, how bad your day was. I want to hear how your day was and all the things that could have prevented you from doing this, but why you did it anyways. So when you come in and it's, it's almost like you come in with pride and you're like, you know what? I was late for this. I had a flat tire. I did this. So I just wanted to go home and have a bag of chips, but instead I went and pushed play. And you post that in, the, in, in our accountability group and you show another mom that you could do it. So instead of them going home to do, to just have a nap or they go home and they lose their crap on their kids or something. Now they want to push play, you know? So we really feed off of each other as far as energy goes, as far as inspiration goes. And if they can do it, so can I, it's that social proof and that social accountability again. And then having me as a coach where, you know, when you're in a challenge group with me, we do weekly one-on-one. So you have the opportunity I actually force you to identify the things that you did well <laughs> before we identify anything that you could benefit from extra guidance or support with. But again, it's like trying to force people to do the things that they did well. So you have that additional, um, that forced push from me. And then we can really identify your individual path and how I can best help you. And a lot of times, Stephanie, it comes down to mindset work. It always goes back to mindset work. If somebody's struggling with something and I can hear or see in their behaviors and their tone of voice, it's like, okay, you know what I think we need to tackle? We need to tackle those inner voices in your head relating to food or relating to parenting or relating to, you know, um, the compound effect of small change over time. So for me, it's um, it's always an opportunity to help other women um, self-educate for personal mm-hmm. growth. Well, I think that's so important because it's really everybody's so different, right? And as I said, for me, it's like at a basic level, like don't miss two days, have an accountability partner. Um, One of the things that also motivates me, which might not be the same for everybody, is kind of seeing results kind of early, uh, you know, because then I can see it. And I don't know if I've told you this before, but often when I want to kickstart, like this last week as I started the new job, I was like, you know, I'm going to start a new routine. And but it works. He gets me results. And I started Monday um, and I've worked out four days so far this week and I feel amazing and I can already see the difference. So I enjoy other programs more. I will probably transition to some of the other ones eventually, but I needed a kick in the butt and he kicks me in the butt and it works. And so um, when I need that kick in the butt, I go back to Sean T's um, program. The, uh, what is it called? The 25? E25. T25. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, it's and, so cool and, that you say that too, because you have the option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whereas when you're going to the gym, I struggled with not knowing what I was doing um, and not knowing if I was doing the right things to actually get results. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, these programs are designed by the trainers and nutritionists so that they're designed to give you results. So the moves the moves are are put together in a certain way and the schedule is put together in a certain way, but there's so many different programs. Like if you wanted to, if you feel like doing yoga, you can do yoga tomorrow. If you're more of right. you can do that. 
And when you want your butt kicked, you go back to Shanti, right? Like, you know what works and you know what's hard and you know what's going to challenge you mentally and physically when you need it. So it's really cool to have that. Yes. And I mean, I'm sure everybody finds kind of what works for them, but certainly having young kids, I mean, some people maybe struggle being motivated at home, but that's where sometimes, you know, the Facebook groups or things like that are helpful. But with young kids, what I found is just to go do something externally outside the house, you know, you, at a minimum, you add that commute time, right? So just mm-hmm. um, to each their own, but that's something where I found it was a little bit easier for me. And I, when I started it, I was on maternity leave um, with one of my kids. Um, okay, so jumping around a little bit, one of the things that I thought we could, would be helpful for people to maybe hear about a little bit as we talk about kids, and it was really neat to hear what you said about your third daughter and uh, doing meditation, is that she was a bit of a surprise. And so that was a huge change in your life and lots of women that happens in their life. So I think it would be really helpful if you could talk a little bit about how that's impacted your life, how you felt at the time and how you feel about it now. Uh, Okay. So yeah, she was total surprise. In fact, we were, we had just, um, Sean was offered a job back in Ontario. So, you know, our husband, my dad, my dad, my husband, the kid's dad, I'd worked away for so long and this was an opportunity for him to be home more often and us to be closer to my family. So we thought, okay, awesome. So we had three weeks to sell our house in Kelowna and move cross country to Ontario. <laughs> so we flew home and we looked at like 23 houses in one day. And then I had actually earned our Beachbody trip. Um, we can earn free trips through the business. And I had earned a trip to Cancun and we were flying out the next day. Um, so we looked at all these houses, we put in an offer, and then we went to my parents' house and flew to Cancun, and we found out that we got the house. So that was great. Um, in Cancun, I was fully expecting um, that my my friend would hit, but it turns out everybody else's did. And, and then we got home, and a lot of people were sick, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I have parasites, too. <laughs> so I got a pregnancy test to rule it out, um, just to be sure, because, um, I mean, we... We were done. We were done at two. Um, obviously, we know how babies are made, but we had literally, because we were moving, had put out all of the baby stuff on the front lawn in Kelowna and was like, we gave it away. It was like, please come pick this up. So we had nothing. Um, and yeah, it turns out I was seven weeks pregnant. Um, <laughs> I had just finished actually Insanity Max 30, which is Shanti's program. So I was in like the best shape of my life. And I just thought maybe my body was angry with me and, and I wasn't having my cycle. Um, but it turns out that we had this little miracle surprise that we didn't even know we needed, um, but she's been the best gift. I think the biggest shock for me was I have school-age children. My, you know, So the girls are now, they'll be three, six, and eight. And I was at that point where in my business, it was continuing to get busier and busier and busier. And I was really excited about having both my kids in school and being able to work full-time from home all day and then be a mom all night. And that very quickly changed. <laughs> my reality, um, I was like, not that I thought she was a burden, but it was when you have this idea of where your life is headed and it's abruptly changed, it's like, oh my God, now what? So um, obviously I transitioned and this was the first pregnancy that I had that was fit and healthy. I was actually wheelchair bound um, by about six months, uh, 24, 28 weeks with my other two because I had um, symphysis pubis dysfunction. Um, it's essentially like a separation of the pubic bones and then they rub together and causes extreme pain. It's awful. 
Um, I was super fortunate to be able to exercise with Keelan, which um, I, which turned into the next, you know, it, it became a, she became a massive opportunity, not to say my kid's an opportunity, but she, I went viral, you know, Shanti shared one of my videos of me doing Insanity Max 30 at nine months pregnant. And um, that was, that was big for my business and expanding the people who I was helping, who I'm able to inspire, who are still continuously reaching out to me from having seen that video. And, you know, this little turkey created a whole new wave of um, how to how to learn to kind of go with the flow, uh, to roll with the punches, but also to um, navigate postpartum depression. Um, yeah. And, um, and figure out how to continuously be an entrepreneur. And, you know, that big bad word of H-E-L-P, um, asking for help. Um, she really, she humbly taught me how to be okay with not being okay. Um, how to ask for help when I need it. And I think I've learned more in the last three years about myself than I have in my, I don't even know how old I am right now, in my other years. <laughs> I think you're 34. Yeah, so the, in the other 31 years, I think since having Keelan and navigating um, all of the different obstacles and challenges in the last three years, I've learned more about who I am as a person, what I stand for, and, and who it is that I'm, who, and how I can help other women, you know? It's amazing. Yeah, life is very different with Keelan. <laughs> She's a great She's asset cute. to our family. <laughs> amazing. She knows it. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things uh, that I think about when I watch you as a person and you as a mom, as we're talking about that side of things a little bit, is how well, I think anyways, you own who you are and your yeah. independence in you as a person. Um, you have a side shave. You have lots of tattoos. Um one of your kids, I think, has a side shave. So can you talk to me a little bit more about own, how you own that? Yeah, um, I think as a person, I always I always felt like I couldn't really be who I was. And, and part of that may stem from being from a small town. You know, we're from a small town where, where you just follow the status quo. You don't want to stand out. And somebody knows Alita. I mean, there's only one Alita. You know, so and I and I have had issues with that in the past from, you know, various choices that I made in my life. But I think what helped me to be OK with just embracing who I am, number one, is my husband. Um, he doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. He has always been he's owned who he is. And that has helped me to be OK with who I am. I have always felt um, that I had to modify a bit of who I was to appease someone else. and as such, lost who I was. Um, and so Sean has really helped me to step into who I am, but also personal development. There was a book in particular that I read when I was nine months pregnant with Keelan um, that that changed my life. <laughs> that, Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, I, oh, absolutely, because I read it all the time. Um, let me tell you, first, it, she helped me to be okay with um, not being okay. And I said that before. You know, when you're late for something and you think everybody's looking at you, um, to me, it's the power of me too. It's being vulnerable and letting your walls down. And, you know, we see these highlight reels of people's lives and how everything's perfect and behind closed doors. 
you know, they're losing it on their kids. They're having meltdowns. They have anxiety. They have X, Y, Z. And, and this book called um, The Gifts of Imperfection, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, um, ultimately helps me to step into who I am, to own who I am, and to recognize that I never want to fit in. To me, fitting in means modifying a bit of who I am so that other people will um, like me. Whereas um, I learn to belong, to be who I am, to be loved for who I am in all my imperfections. And those, the people who love me will be the people who love me for who I am. I would rather be loved, sorry, I would rather be hated for who I am than be loved for who I'm not. And, um, and that book was, I don't want to say single-handedly um, because the Joy Junkie podcast also helped me, Amy E. Smith helped me to step into who I am and, and be okay with being different from others. That helped me to be really okay with who I am. And that's when, that's when the side shades came and two of my kids actually have them. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, we kind of, I guess we push the bar in some ways. Um, yeah, I'm a mom covered in tattoos and have a side shave and now I have mermaid colors in my hair and I don't know. Well, thank you for sharing some of those resources that certainly helped you because um, they may be helpful to some of the listeners. So that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, Sean and and his perspective in terms of he doesn't care who he is. And um, you guys have been through a lot together and a lot of different changes in employment. Um, you often talk about how supportive he is of you. And, you know, one of the things we often talk about when we think about women's empowerment is how we need men to come alongside us. We need men's support. So can you speak to that relationship with Sean a little bit? Yeah. Um, I think with this, yeah, especially in a, in a business where you are an ongoing student and you are, and are, are growing really growing through what you're going through and becoming a new and improved version of yourself, it, it can be really scary. And I think um, one of the early fears that I had was that I would outgrow him, where mm. you evolve so much that you're you you are you're no longer the person necessarily that, like I wasn't, I'm not the person that I was when I married Sean, right? Like I've grown so much as a person, but he grew alongside me. Um, he watched the things that I was doing. And while he didn't necessarily jump in and start doing home-based workouts right away with me, in fact, it took years I think before he actually did one with me um he was always like mocking and saying things in the background to minimize what what I was doing as far as home-based workouts go but he started seeing how it was supporting our family and how how the business um was starting to afford us the ability to do things that we weren't doing before um so he was supportive in that respect and started seeing like wow this is actually a thing and and then he started meeting people in the business when we went on those trips and he started seeing that they're like, coaches are the happiest people you've ever met. <laughs> and they're really nice, apparently. Um, but that's because we, I mean, part of the thing, part of the vital behaviors that we have is doing personal development. So it's like prescribed when you're a coach that you do personal development. We always have training and we have things to help with positive mindset and growth. And so when you're constantly infused with that, you're, it's like it, it becomes part of who you are. So it's like emanating out of me. So it was like he really didn't have a choice but to buy into it at some point. Like I'm going to impact him and start having an influence on him. So, you know, he was alongside with that and growing along with that. 
but then started to also, as my business got busier, he started having to, you know, do different things to, to compensate at home, coming home. Um, now that he's around more is to do dinner and, and to put the kids to bed and do the bath. And then I'm taking calls in the evening. And then obviously we have a time where it's very focused, no cell phones. We put them down and it's time for he and I, um, he's absolutely been there whether behind the scenes or right there beside me now, when he does, we do the workouts together, right there beside me, supporting me through it all. Um, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, having your partner grow alongside you, like I said, the, the outgrowing people, that happens in all stages of growth. And that doesn't necessarily have to be just a partner. It can be in other relationships and, and relationships with parents and siblings and friends um, where you just, you start attracting people who are more into the things that you're into. And I'm very fortunate that Sean has grown alongside with me. We've done it together. Yes, that's amazing. And it's interesting to see, you can see how your relationship and even him himself in terms of the support uh, has transitioned over time. Mm -hmm. um, we'll start to wrap it up soon, but I did want to ask you a few other quick questions. Um, specifically, one of the ones I'm wondering about is as you face this journey, whether before uh, you were a coach or during, did you ever feel like you faced barriers specifically because of your gender? I've been thinking about this actually, knowing um, knowing that we were having this conversation. And I think in the industry that I'm in, fitness has kind of already evolved such that women do have their own segment of it. We know that women and men, um, we have different ways of exercising and different, you know, the guys, there's the, the men's health magazines and there's women's health magazines. So I think in that respect, um, the, the path was already paved partially for us. And then in coaching in particular, um, it's dominated by women. So as far as this particular, um, as far as coaching goes, I think that it was actually, um, it was, it was something that I felt was a great fit for me. But as far as me giving up a full-time job outside of the home and giving up that role, um, you know, where it's not necessarily a, a stable income out the gate and I wasn't using, um, it was mostly friends and family, close friends and family that it was like, women don't do that. Like you don't give up your job to um, pursue something that isn't guaranteed. Like you, you go to earn a steady income and you come home and you parent. And it was just interesting navigating, um, navigating those um, people who were questioning my decision it almost wasn't acceptable at first. Um, and, and I find that with some of my new coaches too. It's like, what do you mean you're giving up your, your job at the office to do this? Some people see it as a step backward. And, and I, I sometimes wonder why, if it's to do with the fact that it's multi-level marketing, if it's to do with the fact that um, people don't see this as a credible business, they don't see it as a credible opportunity. Um, I, I don't know that it's specifically um, attached to gender. Um, it's almost like the the norms have changed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's still off, there's still a lot of people that do stay at home, but I think the statistics are something like seventy percent of women are now in the workforce. So sometimes then, when you are choosing to stay at home, whether it be to work or to spend time with your kids, um, 
that can be hard for women too, because now there's that pressure that you should be out of the home working. So I think there's some kind of norms developing around that side of it as well, where um, we struggle sometimes to embrace to say, whatever you choose, whatever's best for your family, whatever you and your husband work out, or if you're single, whatever works out best for you um, is great. And you know what, as you mentioned that, I think I think one of the things that is tied to gender um, that we don't talk about is I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a good stay at home mom. (laughs) You know, like a lot of women end up on maternity leave and they're like, everybody, all these moms are so good at what they do and they love it. But I loved it to a certain extent, but I felt like I needed more stimulation. I felt like I needed more. um, I felt like my mind, I, I didn't have enough, like, my brain has so much creativity and so much stuff going on. And I was ashamed of that. So that is definitely tied to gender. I was ashamed that I didn't feel fulfilled enough um, to, to just be happy as a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I wanted more and I needed more. And I find that that's something that women are starting to open up to me about a little bit more as I share that on social media. Yes. Like, yeah, I was the I'm exact same way. <laughs> I was the exact same way. And it is it is challenging because you feel like, that's who you're supposed to be, but it's actually not who you are. And it's when you struggle with those external pressures of that still existing, even though the world has changed in many ways. And then you struggle with it on your own because I realized a lot of that pressure I was actually putting on myself. And um, one, for other people to talk about the fact that they're struggling with the same thing is helpful. And um, yeah, I I really struggled with that. So I definitely (laughs) identify with that for sure. And the fact that I had no idea how many other women felt the same way until I started talking about it. And it was something to be ashamed of. And everybody's different. And it goes back to that conversation we talked about earlier, where um, for some people, you actually are a better mom if you're working outside the home or or maybe you're working at home full time. But um, and that looks different for for everybody. this has been a really, really great conversation. I wanted to close off uh, by making sure that listeners can keep in touch with you. So are there ways for them to uh, connect with you online? Yeah, so I am present on both Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just my straight up name on Instagram, Alita Seal. And on Facebook, Alita Seal. There's a page on there, but I mostly, um, I just use my personal profile um, I also receive emails, alitajsteel at gmail.com. But for the most part, you can find me on my social media platforms. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And, and I'm here and I am uh, <laughs> online a lot of the time. <laughs> so, yes, um, that's right. I fly well, behind a computer screen. <laughs> You already shared um, about one of the books that really meant a lot to you in your life. Is there anything else that you wanted to share on that side of things? I think that people really underestimate the value of personal growth. I know even yesterday I had a message from one of my clients that I've been working with for so long. And uh, and just like the yo-yo effect, the start and stop, start and stop, fall off the wagon, fall off the wagon. And, and she finally said, um, I started listening to podcasts on the way to work. The one that I recommended, the Joy Junkie podcast. Mm-hmm. I started listening to it in on the car in the car on the way to work and uh, and she said like that's ultimately what helped her to finally stick with it was that she finally started doing the personal development that I had been recommending for so long and and the book so I have a massive list of personal development that I provide for all my clients and my challengers you know broken down by what they're struggling with in their life um, but it really is there's no shame in wanting to improve upon the things that you're struggling with in your life 
nothing changes if nothing changes. So you can sit there and wallow about the things that are happening in your life, or you can go out and do something about it. And and the first thing that I always recommend is going to that bookstore or Amazon to the self-help section and start helping yourself. You know, there's books out there to do it. There's counselors, there's therapists, but these books you can start to do and make progress on your own. Um, that podcast, that other book, uh, The Gift of Imperfection, but there is one other book um, that I, I do find has been monumental in a shift of mindset for a lot of my clients. Um, it's it's rated. Um, it's called Un-F Yourself, if you will, but it's spelled out. Um, it's by Gary John Bishop, and he really helps you to recognize when you're starting to blame other things and people for uh, the direction that your life is headed. And he makes you take ownership and recognize that you're in charge of it. No one else. So it's time to step up your game, pull up your socks and, uh, and step into your fears and start growing through what you go through. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I would also share with listeners that I would recommend that they also follow you certainly and connect with uh, you, whether or not they're into fitness or not, because you're yeah. right. You do talk a lot just about kind of that personal growth side of things and mm-hmm. um, just being a mom and all sorts of things. So I think there's a lot to learn there um, that people can kind of grow alongside you. I want to thank you so much for joining today. It was really great to hear your voice and connect. And it was a pleasure to catch up. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm beyond honored and thrilled to have been asked to be part of this. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll be able to continue serving people and helping people to grow through what they go through as I grow through what I go through. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you, Alita. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women Don't Do That. As always, we hope to see you throughout the week on our blog at womendontdothat.com. Keep in touch with us on Instagram at Stephanie Mitten and at Miranda. You can also find me, Stephanie, on Twitter at Stephanie Mitten. Please leave us a comment and a review. We look forward to you joining us next time.